Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. All righty. We were talking about Mighty Car Wash. Mighty Wash is just what they call it, but uh, it's uh, really, and they don't call it Car Wash either. They call it uh, Car Bath. Interesting. It's a car bath. You'll have to talk into that microphone, Vic, when you're <laughs> your turn. The, uh, they do a fantastic job, and they'd love to help you. And Lubbock Sports Medicine, and I'm sure you guys have experience with them. This is absolutely one tremendous team of doctors. And right here in Lubbock, Texas, they're fellowship trained. They're pros at the business, and they would love to help you. So uh, go see them. And what you'll love about them is they, certainly their, their expertise and their professionalism, but they'll just talk to you, and they actually will listen to you when you talk back to them, which is kind of unique. So go see them at Lubbock Sports Medicine. Go to LubbockSportsMed.com. You can check them out and see all the doctors. All right, we are honored to have with us here in the studio today the head coach of the – Lubbock Christian University women's basketball team, Steve Gomez, and his assistant coach, Vic Self, longtime friends. These guys started out coaching together. And when Vic was the head basketball coach at Monterey Boys, and Steve came on as the assistant coach, right? 35 years ago. Yeah, a <laughs> long, long it. time ago. And, uh, yep, we've aged a little bit. <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah. 35 years ago. Can you remember? Can you remember interviewing or talking to Steve about coming to help you, Vic? I really can. It took place in a weight room, of all things. I, I talked to Coach Copeland about if he had any players that might be interested, and Steve had already signed a contract with Leveland to, to just teach math because he hadn't uh, found a job coaching. And so Greg Sherwood at the time knew the superintendent at Leveland and talked to him and let him out of his contract. And I talked to Steve. You know, he likes to work out, and he's just working out there over there at the field house. And I went and talked to him. And, and, uh, you know, I was impressed with him. Of course, Coach Copeland recommended him and said I went with him. And what a blessing that's been. Yeah, unbelievable. Did it take you long to make up your mind, Steve? What a tremendous opportunity. I was going to teach math and not even have a coaching job. And uh, it was late in the summer. So, fortunately, you know, Grady Newton retired late that summer and Coach Self stepped in. And what a what a wonderful opportunity. Greg Sherwood was able to uh, get me out of my contract with Leveland and sort of providential because uh, – well, who knows? I mean, I may still be teaching math out there in Leveland if it hadn't been for Coach Self. <laughs> I don't think so. Leveland's a great place to be. But, Certainly, yeah. But, and you know, now one of our former Parker Hicks was there coaching the boys I this know, year. He, and and, yeah, did a great he did a, job. He did a great job. In fact, mm-hmm. I did the game where he beat uh, Estacada. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. He did. He really. He's going to be a good, great coach. Mm-hmm. He really is. Uh, former LCU. Chap and former Texas Tech Red Raider there. By the way, I do have my – this is the only Love of Christian cap I have. Now, I know you all have more caps than this now. Uh, I'm, I'm, let me be back. I'll be right back. Run to the gym. <laughs> I can get you some. LCU. And, uh, but what an amazing university that's become, y'all. We grew up here. And we remember the days of the old airplane hangar. And the, the floor was made out of old bowling lanes. You remember it had the arrows on it? You can still see where you roll the bowling ball. It, it's phenomenal what y'all have out there now. I love it. Yeah, my, my shins are still sore from playing in that thing because you know, I jumped so high, too, though, so that <laughs> yeah. was part of the problem. But uh, Coming down hurt. Yeah, that field house was, was a different – it was a great home court, yeah. but nothing better than the rip. You know, these last 
you know, 20 years or so Has in, it in been that there facility. 20 years? I think we're, it's been right about 20 oh years in that. Maybe a few a few years more than that even. But, uh, yeah, tremendous facility, but tremendous community. Uh, love at Christian University from, you know, athletic department, but the whole university, the leadership and the, the campus community is tremendous. Well, you ought to know how long it's been. This is your 20th year as the head coach of the Lady Chefs. Is that right? Yes, sir. That is correct. Did, did you just – was your first year the year it opened? No, it, it had been there a couple years before that. You know, Jimmy Moore had coached in there a <laughs> oh, few yeah, years. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Moore and, was there. I uh, remember going to watch some games when he was coaching and Coach Copeland, the men. So I think it's probably 23 years or so that it's been open. And you were out at Lubbock uh, Cooper. Yes, sir. So I was eight years at Monterey with Coach Self and just such an amazing opportunity to, to start under someone with, with – that wisdom, I still tell people, whatever's happened at LCU is a lot because of what he taught at Monterey, you know, is to the players right? and the coaches. And then, uh, it's not so right. eight years there, and then seven years at Lubbock Cooper with the boys, uh, fifteen years doing high school boys, and I finally recovered. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, you couldn't learn much from him. He didn't have hardly any bio. Coach Self doesn't. <laughs> but you need to write more. You've got a lot more than this. Come on. <laughs> You're an amazing guy. Really, Vic Self is absolutely amazing. It just his demeanor and the way he handles kids. You learned, of course, you handle you handle up great anyway. But he taught you how to handle young people. Well, yeah, I'm telling you that, and I've thought over the years. I've I don't know who said this phrase. Somebody at one point said, "You know, nowhere has have so few done so much for so many and received so little." I mean, we he hasn't, you know, salaries. He's been sort of volunteer for a lot of the years. He's done so much. But just what he's given just pales in comparison uh, so much more than what he's received in terms yeah. of compensation or even, you know, even the credit that he deserves for all that he's done. The accolades that he deserves for that. How many years at Monterey? I was there a uh, total of 28, you know, five as assistant and then uh, 20 as head coach. And then the last three years, kind of a golf sponsor, you know. But, uh, <laughs> golf Yeah, sponsor. I'm not a golf coach. I can tell you, watch me play golf a little bit. But uh, – yeah, I've, I've been really blessed and uh, been very fortunate to be able to work with Steve now 12 years at, at LCU. It's hard to believe I've been out there 12 years. But and really, I, yeah, th- this yeah, time blessed. is just – I mean, I can't even believe you've been there 20. I can't believe you've been there 12. It's And you played at LCU you, in 1980-81. You played basketball and tennis. I didn't know you were a tennis player. I did play tennis one year, yeah. Yeah, I was back there when dinosaurs were on the earth, and I was at, at LCU. They yeah. saw you and said, hey, "You want to come play tennis?" Yeah, yeah, they were they were hard on on final players there. But no, I, I did that one year. I played it in high school a little bit, but really wasn't that good. But uh, uh-huh. anyway, fond memories of LCU and just being able to play under Coach Copeland, and that's really where I learned a lot. And then from from being a GA with him and Coach Hayes. Yeah, when Coach I Larry Hayes. Out, yeah, I, yeah, he was with the women's, and, and Coach was with the guys, and so they let me do both. You so I got a lot of coaching experience being with those two guys. Yeah, and you learn a lot of how to coach, but you learn how to handle people with Coach Hayes and Coach Copeland. Uh, you know, that's a not a lot of coaches know how to handle. That's one of the hardest things in coaching is handling the players. And of course, if you get really good players with great attitudes, it's easier. But uh, not always do you have that, and it's a real skill to be able to motivate kids, get them to play hard, get them to be buy into the team. Right? I mean, yeah, the, and it's. People say it's not getting any easier, but you know I think out in West Texas we've been really fortunate to have such good high school programs, and things are still uh, focused on team as opposed to individual. You know, a lot of the the summer basketball, a lot of the game has gone more individualistic. But we're fortunate to have tremendous kids from great families who have been coached by really good high school coaches, and so again, our our 
the recipe is not real complicated. We just want to get those type of players who can also make shots. That, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're skilled and they're team people. Uh, and they know that it's not going to be about them. And so those are the teams that are really fun to have. You know, you say make shots. And I know you're probably watching the NCAA basketball tournament. I'm amazed at how bad some of these teams have shot the ball. I mean, it's horrible how, <laughs> how bad they're shooting. I mean, Purdue gets beat because they couldn't shoot a lick. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I mean, again, every every team has those days, even good shooting teams. But yeah. uh, I, I just think that skill, I, I've seen a lot of games or a lot of things social media-wise where someone would almost rather make a great move and miss a shot than they would to make a <laughs> yeah. fundamental move and make a shot. And so There you go. Uh, That's it in a nutshell. It, yeah, it? it's sort of a highlight-driven uh, culture right now. Yeah, got to be showman. You got to show out. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And then they muscle up and they do this. Y'all like that? Did, oh. did your girls do that when they made a good move? <laughs> we have tremendous girls. You know, some we have a, one of our freshmen, tremendous player, uh, an emotional, a, a very aggressive emotional player. And we've sort of had to help her along a few times of not being reactive to plays just because the you want passion in your players, mm-hmm. but you also want them to keep their heads and remember, you know, it's about the team and not any individual. And so... Yeah, people drawing attention to themselves is not my favorite thing. Yeah, which one was it on here? I don't know if I should say that. On <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at your roster here, and, it, you know, you've got Flower Mound in Houston and Fredericksburg and Munster. The rest of the – oh, Kerrville. There's a Kerrville. And most of the rest of the kids are from out here. There's one Childress, which isn't that far away. But uh, Canyon, Amarillo, Lubbock, and uh, – it's it's pretty amazing how you've put this together. It, it, you got Brownfield High School and and uh, we really like to tell. I mean, even those kids from other parts of the state. I usually will tell their families. I mean, we want West Texas kids, even if they're from South Texas or Kerrville or the Metroplex. You know, there's there are those quality players and people all over the state. It's just a matter of uh, finding the right ones that fit with our culture. So we're not anti other parts of the state. But we just want them to understand when they come, we want them to fit into the West Texas culture. A, yeah, because that's good. Well, we almost didn't have you on because you lost 11 games this year, and we're just – that's not acceptable, <laughs> really, for, for your program. It's, uh, I mean, it's just – it's hard, isn't it, because you win a national cha- – how many national championships have you won? We've had three. Three. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's amazing. I mean, coaches have coached all their life and never had any. Oh, and so many coaches who have coached so much better. I mean – some teams may have only won 11 games this year, and that was an amazing job by those coaches. Yeah. And so, uh, again, when ex- I mean, you can become a prisoner of expectations, you know, to where everybody thinks it should just happen, but the game is difficult. And uh, and we've always boasted, we'd re- we want to have a team that we can lose with, not just win with. I mean, I think the, the struggle comes in sports when it goes well when you win, and if it doesn't, everything falls apart. And so it's really yeah. vital for us not to only have teams that we can win with, but that even we can lose with and still have a joy about the game. And that's, that's what this team really was. And they grew through adversity. And uh, it's just unrealistic to think in life you're not going to have losses. And so uh, it, this was a more realistic year, but it turned out tremendous. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'd like to say, because he, he won't tell you this, but he picked up his 500th win. I know and, that. And, and uh, you know, what an amazing job. And, and this year we lost five senior starters from last year. We lost five oh senior goodness. starters, and most of our scoring, he just did a tremendous job. Yeah. Each year I'm around him, 
I said, Coach, man, you really did a good job this year. And each year it gets better. And this year we had a bunch of young pups. I call them young pups, you know, just young mm-hmm. ladies, just trying to learn the game. And, and we started off a little slow, had some battles. But he just does a good job of making them uh, believe in each other. The culture is built. The team chemistry is so important. And, uh, you know, we, we end up getting beat by TWU by 35 in the conference tournament. I mean, they shot 72% from the three. It's just one of those. Oh they were gosh. hitting everything, just killed us. We end up having to play them in the first round of the regional tournament again, and then we beat them. And so, <laughs> See, you know, I mean, it's just it's just amazing. amazing. Basketball is a crazy it game. It really is a crazy game. And y'all got to the regional championship, right, and got beat in double overtime. Yes, sir. Yeah, a really good run late. And, you know, those games – I've told people we we won a national championship in double overtime. So to lose a regional final in double overtime, you can't bemoan that fact too much. And uh, it's one play. You've seen it all day the last two days when you're watching games on TV. Yeah. Just one, one fortunate play. or unfortunate play or one strange bounce. Yeah. And uh, so you just can't live and die on the win or the loss. Yeah. Well, we're visiting with Steve Gomez, who's the head women's basketball coach at Lubbock Christian University, and Vic Self, who is his assistant coach. And Vic is retiring. Is that did I read that right? That is correct. I, I heard yeah. it. I know yeah. that they recognized you and everything, but uh, why are you doing that? Well, you did know, Steve asked you that question. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the bus rides from high school to college are a little different. You know, nine-hour bus rides to Laredo, Texas. <laughs> Silver City, New Mexico. That's kind of tough on an old guy. You got to have you a know? private plane. By hey, now. Well, you think I would, <laughs> but uh, no. I, I've really been blessed to be with Steve. Uh, you know, through our high school years and now through LCU, just just a blessing. And uh, LCU is a great place to be. I could not have asked for a better place to go to after Monterey. Uh, fond memories of Monterey High School. Fond memories of of LCU. And people have been so kind to me. And and. Uh, saying kind words i think they've been drinking a little bit but, <laughs> but you know i really appreciate just uh what else he's been for me in my life i, I came and met my wife carol and uh, we met there and then uh, was able to get the job at monterey and then come to lcu so i've been blessed and uh, looking forward to what the young lady's going to do in the future yeah and it's not a full retirement i mean we'll need him for some wisdom for some consulting uh <laughs> You know, and some of it's a sacrificial. You know, my son Landon's been at Tech. He's a GA. He'll graduate this semester. And uh, again, he's sort of going to come and help in some of the role that Coach Self has. But Coach Self will be around as well to mentor that. But uh, you know, really, it's not even a position. He he came as a volunteer, and so yeah. you know, at LCU we have one assistant position, and we've just been able to have great people who have sacrificially come over to help, even outside of their uh, assigned real role or duty. And so uh, it's just tremendous to have great people around us, and that's what's been the key. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's really been an amazing thing that y'all have done and uh, story that you've written out there. We will say that Vic, because you told how many games you'd won, you're 500 this year at LCU, right? Yes, sir. And uh, that doesn't count all the other uh, games you coached in high school. But uh, Vic Self, while he was at Monterey, was 416 and 237. That's coach. That's pretty impressive. Do you, well, uh, do you remember? Is was well, there one game that stood out that you go, "How did we win that one?" In spite of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of good players, a lot of good players, and just uh, a lot of good coaches. You know that that helped me along the way. And so, like, again, a lot of parental support, administrative support, a lot of good people at Monterey High School. Just uh, been very blessed. Curry Blackwell just texted in. He said, you're, you're talking to two of the best basketball people and, more importantly, the best human beings on the planet. 
on the planet. Well, what a great um, – we he allowed me to live in his house for a while when we were in college in my first year teaching at Monterey at Curry. And what a great family he has. Yeah. Uh, you know, his his parents and his sister and now his kids. Uh, what a great chaparral he was. Oh, my goodness. He's one of the best all time at LCU Oh, he could score. And Monterey. Yeah. Yeah, you I, coached him. Yes, uh, yeah. my first year to come in with Grady, uh, Curry, Glenstead, they were juniors. And, yeah, uh, just tremendous teams, tremendous guy. And boy, he's he's just been outstanding in the community. Yeah. You know, Rob really. Allison also texted in. He said, "Coach Gomez is and self are two great men that have meant so much in basketball and the community of Lubbock." Isn't that not? You didn't know people felt that way, did you? It was fun having his kids there at Monterey. Matt was a tremendous yeah. young man. Yeah, and appreciate. Uh, yeah, that family as well. So many good families like Coach Self mentioned. Absolutely. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. All right, McGavick Nissan and Infinity of Lubbock. This is Brent McGavick, Steve McGavick. And, of course, that, that let everybody clue it in is exactly who it is. This is the one that Patrick Mahomes represents still today. <laughs> it's amazing that he still does that. But he loves it. It tells you about what it tells you is his respect he has for the McGavick family. And uh, he does because they do a great job, y'all. You And this is another company. It's family owned, one of the largest dealerships in Texas. And of course, number one with Nissan and a lot of different things and trucks. And uh, they just do a fantastic job. And they're out on Spur 327 in Milwaukee. Actually, on Milwaukee is the Nissan dealership. And then on Finney of Lubbock, faces uh right there on the corner it faces uh spur 327 go see them all right join the red rudder club that's a big deal to be a part of the red you know we got lots going on we got lots of money we need right that's right we need, <laughs> this is the craziest times but the red rudder club is the foundational one yep and uh, you need to be a part of the red rudder club everybody that's a red raider should be a part of the red rudder club in my opinion no doubt and then a bunch of you out there need to be given to the matador club and whatever we got level, level 13, 13 yeah and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good did you get your check by the way i've gotten half of it oh, yes. <laughs> i haven't touched it yet but i have it yeah well krista uh kirkland I, I, so everybody will know that who you are the national champion krista Gerlich, and and plus uh She's the head coach of the Texas Tech Lady Raider basketball team, and we're so glad that that is who is our head coach. Thank I, you. I couldn't figure out what we were doing before, but <laughs> we, you know, Kirby is—he's going to get it right eventually. Kirby's done such a great he's job. He's fantastic. He yeah. really is, and uh, he brought you back. And when we got you back, then we got Bryn back That's because right. she was at Oklahoma State. Right, and uh, you wanted to come play for your mom, and I bet you're so glad that this all happened like it did. Oh, absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's I pretty cool. Couldn't play against her. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been difficult. Yes, it? we had to do it one time when I was at UTA the last year. Um, we played in a tournament um, in Virgin. How'd that uh, go? Islands. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> it was a really good game, but it was just terrible. Yeah. Um, the the prep work i mean in scout and yeah. all my players turned around looked at me and they're like what about number 10 yeah and i was like well <laughs> it wasn't fun at all so you I'm can glad hear her we over got there to... on the sideline she, she can't shoot let her shoot no, my <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, that's so, pretty amazing it's how fun is it to coach your daughter yeah well it is it's been it's been a great three years and, and a blessing at that you know first of all just getting to to coach her was a blessing because clearly she was at Oklahoma State first. Yeah. I was at UTA. It wasn't didn't look like it was in our cards. Um, so very unexpectedly, all of that worked out for us. But then also even the COVID year, I got to coach her an extra year. So, yeah. um, so it's just been a huge blessing. It's been hard. 
Um, both of us will agree that it's been super hard. The first year was incredibly difficult um, just for all the different circumstances that are, you know, when you have a new coach and you're bringing your daughter along and yeah. in a locker room that you didn't recruit, like that's the tough thing, right? So that whole year was hard, but um, she's just been a, been a constant um, source of encouragement for me. Um, she's bought in. She's been a great teammate in the locker room and, and has really done a great job of helping us build the culture that we want. And she certainly shares that with, with all of her teammates and the recruits that come in as well. No, that's quite. Well, you. <laughs> see, you should have heard that a lot earlier. You? <laughs> no, you already knew that. I know you knew that because just the kind of person you are and, and uh, how fun is it to play for your mom? And, of course, you know what a great coach she is. You know what a great person she is. I mean, you've grown up with her all your life. And to have the opportunity to play for her, it has to thrill you to have that happen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, she's been coaching me my whole life. And so um, getting to play for her in college has definitely been uh, different than what we're used to. But um, it's, I mean, I wouldn't have come here if I didn't believe in she, what she was doing. I was settled at OSU. But it's a good school. Absolutely. Really loved, good basketball. Yes, I loved going to school there. But um, just coming here um, just felt like the right thing, and I believed in what she was doing. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, she's kind of a legend here. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. That might have been what scared me away. <laughs> I will say, when we were here, um, you know, and she's like five years old, uh -huh. and people would run into her and they would say, you know, like me standing there, are you going to be as good as your mom was? You know, at five. Oh, yeah. And she's sitting there going, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? And and it's yeah. just, you know, that, that was a lot of pressure, I think. It's, it, even subliminal pressure, you know, that she probably didn't even realize she was feeling at the time. Well, we're in the uh, we're in the postseason. And uh, the first time in how long? Since, uh, ten years. Ten since years the since the program Texas Tech has Lady played Raiders. in a postseason game. Oh, my gosh. And not only did you play in it, you won it against UTEP yes. here at home. And that was a really good win. Yeah, it is. Um, UTEP is a really good basketball team. Um, they're coached by a friend of mine who coached with me at West Texas A&M for five years. Um, so I knew that they were going to come in and be really um, challenging. And, you know, just even playing your first postseason game just brings a lot of nerves and excitement and you know like the girls didn't know what to expect but that's exactly why we wanted to play in the WNIT and and we're just gaining all kinds of invaluable experience right now but I have to before we go any further I just have to say also one of the reasons we wanted to do it was to play in front of our fans again and did they not disappoint wow that we had such a great crowd for first round in fact it was the highest attended first round WNIT game across the nation so we're oh my gosh, super that's so proud. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so we want to, now we got to like keep rising up. We set the standard, right? So Monday night, we need a <laughs> even bigger crowd. I'm guessing you're going to have it. Yes, I, I think we will too. They'll show up for us. Oh, you'll have a great crowd. I had, I had the information on that game and I don't know where I put it. Six o'clock. I, I probably have a little bit of it, but six o'clock SMU. Yeah. Um, At home, I'm sure. How good is SMU? You know, they're they're good. I mean, they're playing in the postseason, right? They're playing in the postseason, so yeah. they're good, and they've won a first-round game. Um, you know, they've, they've got several um, graduate transfers, um, so so they've got some experience. They're athletic. Um, you know, uh, of course, Riley McKinney transferred from SMU, so it's a little bit personal for her. Um, we have a former player, Shantae Embry, who's really good, who's playing there. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of little – you know, nuggets there that kind of make it that much more yeah. intense. Yeah. Well, y'all are, we're really coming on, aren't we? Y'all can see it. Yeah. We're, you're building, you know, you, we had Steve Gomez on earlier today. Nice. And yeah. just a great coach at Lubbock Christian. And, and, uh, 
it doesn't happen. This kind of thing doesn't happen. When 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 Marsha, I can remember, I was working with Marsha Sharp back in the early days when she was building mm-hmm. the Lady Raiders, and we would go out and give out tickets to Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts just to get someone to the game. Yes. And no one was coming. No. And she would give away tickets to these organizations to try to get people in the stand, just somebody there. Yes. And what she did and what she built and then what y'all culminated with the national championship, you and and uh, we talked about Cheryl a little bit mm-hmm. this morning and Swoops, and uh, it's just, it's legendary. Yeah. And and that all, that crowd you had the other night was all because of what was built yeah. way back, and you were a part of that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do think that we are trying to remind West Texas about Lady Raider basketball and, and by building a great culture and building a yeah. team that, that they want to come and support, that that gets out in the community. You know, after each game, um, you know, we allow the fans to come down on the court and take pictures with our girls and um, and coaches. And, and that is such a, a great way to build um, your fan base because yeah. it's personal. And they, they personally know these girls and they we have such good role models. And I probably get thanked more than anything when that happens. Um, not so much, I mean, obviously, congratulations on the game, the win, whatever, but they just thank me for bringing in girls that are great role models for the mm-hmm. youth of our community, girls or boys, you know? I mean, it's, yeah. it's just great to be able to cheer for a team that you respect and love so much. So um, we've got a lot of really great things happening, and it's it's the vision has come into fruition for sure. It is. Bren, you are a senior. Yes. Do you not have? Isn't there some kind of other year she can claim? She's under fifth now. You would think. I know. Yeah. I mean, nowadays. I'm watching the NCAA think. tournament. And some of those guys are like thirty yes. out there playing. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think you could figure out something. <laughs> well, I don't know. We might have to look into it. You'd love to keep playing, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. Yeah. yeah. Especially for her. Yeah, especially <laughs> for your mom, because and you see what's coming and how much better. Uh, this is just. So cool that that you're getting to do this, and of course, uh, this year. How do we finish up? I'm looking at uh, eight. At what are we? Nineteen or twenty? If we we're got 19, twenty wins, we're nineteen and fourteen. So um, okay, yep. Monday night, we're, we're go to, gunning go for to 20. twenty. Yep, gunning oh, for twenty, which would be so huge. Cool. Yeah, would be huge for us. So cool. But, what, and Brent, I was talking to you about the being a senior. How many mm-hmm. seniors are there on this team? Five. There's five of us. Five seniors. Yes. Okay. And, yeah. and all are fifth year, like they're all yeah. in their extra bonus year. Yes. So they're very experienced. And, and we've got a, our balance is weird because we've got, let's say weird. It's really fantastic. We've got these older seniors. So we've got five of them that have, and all of them have been here for two years, except for Katie Farrell, but she played for me at UTA. So yeah. might as well, you know, have been here. And then we've got freshmen and sophomores. We have one junior. So we're really like top heavy and bottom heavy. And those young kids are super talented, and the, the seniors have done such a great job of just, you know, being great leaders and laying the foundation. And um, it's just been a great, a great combination of kids. Yeah. Well, the seniors will be. What's Brianber? She's a Bri- senior. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those seniors are good. Those <laughs> seniors good are good, players. and they, yeah, they're doing some really good things. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, but you got Bailey Maupin. Yep. You know, and she's just 
she's pretty phenomenal, isn't she? She's mm-hmm. like a who's that girl that plays for? Is it? I don't I, know, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark. Yes, I tell her that all the time. Is she I, like her? Yes, I said I think that she can be exactly like her. And that's yeah. that's saying something. I know there. it is. It is not to put a lot of pressure on her, but she can do it. You could say you could be like Cheryl Swoops, but she would go who? Yeah, I know, right? Because yeah. y'all are so old. Now. I know. She we might are. be the one on the team who would know exactly who that is coming oh, in. Oh, she that's might true. Know, but yeah, she, she is West Texas built. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. And she loves being here, doesn't loves she? Loves it. Yeah, and yeah. we love her being here. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to lose some key people. We are, yeah. And or do you go after? Is the transfer portal huge for you, or is you? Yeah, I mean, it has just become that way. I mean, it's part yeah. of it. It's just like nil. I mean, it's it's part of it now. But um, yeah, we still want to recruit high school kids that are going to be program kids that we want to come in and we want them to be here for four years. But you still have to look at the transfer portal to help you. I mean, you can get a game changer. I mean, let's don't, let's be honest, like. Cheryl Swoops was a transfer kid. She was. Yeah. So, I mean, and she's a game changer, right? I mean, you can build your foundation and and develop kids, and and we have a really, really good start on that. Um, But we still need to get some transfers occasionally with some experience, and and that can really come in and impact you immediately. Yeah. You know, when when Cheryl transferred back from the University of Texas, she's a Brownfield girl. She, you know, they got her down there, and, you know, I don't know what they did. but Two weeks. Two Is weeks, it? she got down there, and she was like, what in the world have yeah. I done? Who are I've these crazy people? I've gone to a different people? country. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I never liked Jody Conrad when she was coaching. I mean, we just, you know, she just, we just don't, of course, I don't like anything about Texas, really, the <laughs> University fair. of Texas. And so, but Jody came up here for, uh, Chris Etheridge was inducted mm-hmm. into the Lubbock ISD Athletic Hall of Honor. Well, Jody came up with her chief of staff or whatever it was, it was great people. We had the best time with Jody. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And see, I had this horrible attitude yeah. all these years about her, and she was great. I'm the same way. Yeah. I've My post, um, now that I'm coaching and when I see her, she's very great. She's awesome. She's very um, respect. You know, she she's just super great. She treats me very nice. Yeah. Um, but I thought as a player, too, I didn't even think she knew my name. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, was, no I wasn't a fan either. Because <laughs> no you were a big deal. Yeah, hey. I was like, did I make your scouting report? You know who I am. You can call me by name, but no. But did yeah, you, she's, who's she's the coach great. now? There, what's his name? I like him. Vic Schaefer. Is he okay? He's okay. Good. I saw him up here. He was at Monterey. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah. And I, and I heard the story about buying the cookies. Yeah. Out in the deal. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. The uh, but you seen, know you know we trumped that right. I know you did. Okay. Oh yeah. Just well, make sure well, you I know heard, that. There's what the story I heard was. <laughs> They were selling cookies at the Monterey. Yes. They're all coming in to watch Aaliyah Chavez sure. play. And, of course, Kelly Mora, who you already have a commitment yes. from, uh, who I believe is outstanding. Going to be a difference maker. You're, mm-hmm. She can be, yes. a big time. She's going to be a sleeper in the twelve in the Big 12, I for promise sure. you. Well, she's got great feet. She's mm-hmm. got great hands. shoot the ball. Smart, great smart, hands. Smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of good things about Kelly Mora. But everybody's after Aaliyah Chavez. And maybe this Ambrosia Cole, who's a freshman, did we offer her? I can't talk to you about that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brand, let's talk I about can talk it. to you about Kelly. That's can Brian can can talk to me about it? I don't know. <laughs> no. I That's, stay a, good out of That's that a good question. That's a good question. All right, well, let me just say what I was going to say. They're all coming in to see Aaliyah. I'm, I know that's why they're here because she's phenomenal. And I don't know how they didn't win state this year. But anyway, she is phenomenal. And but I heard that the Oklahoma coach came in, and and they sell cookies out in the in the lobby, and the and the co- the coach bought uh, three or four boxes or whatever they bought, and then Coach Schaefer came in and he bought a bunch more yeah. cookies, like half of the cookies, yeah. and just to help out. And then 
you know, Coach Gurley came in. Tell them what you did. We bought 176 boxes. <laughs> I'm going all of I'm going to blame that on Planette Pearson because she was with me, and she goes, Coach, we, you Coach we're going to buy some bo- um, cookies. I'm like, great, awesome, let's do it. She goes out there, and she goes, um, they need your Venmo number. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? You Venmoed it to I them? I Venmoed it to them, but it was so funny because I was like, okay, like, cool, all right? She goes, we're just going to buy what they have. Okay. She yeah. came back out and goes, you just bought 176 How boxes. Much? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> but you know what? We, it, it, you gave little, away. It was so sweet. This one little boy came up to me when we after the game, and he said, could I buy a box of cookies from you for $6? Because they were $4. Yeah. For, I said, you know what? I'll just give it to you. It's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> they, people were still wanting them. Like, they were kind of mad that Did we bought them all. Yeah, I was like, seriously, just take some. <laughs> you need to start giving them away. Yes. Well, you know what? I've been amazed, and and uh, it, it, the music's playing, so we got about a minute left. But okay. I want y'all to stay longer, can you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you got anything to do, Bryn? Nope. We got to practice. Right now, we got to practice. Oh yeah, got to practice. Later, but we got to yeah. practice. Yeah, stay out of trouble. <laughs> uh, how good girls' basketball is mm. in West? It is amazing, it's Krista. Unreal. I've never seen so many good players. Yes. And, everywhere. And it's just so fun to watch so many people go support it. And, you know, I mean, like that, I was at the five overtime game. And I, was, I saw you there. I was like eating, wanting to eat my popcorn. <laughs> and I didn't want it to stop. Like, I was just like, I didn't want it to end. You were like, sitting down on the end. Yes. I was where like, they hit the two threes. I know. You can see me. Like, I'm like <laughs> So I'm just like, come on. Like, let's keep going. Like, I, I really didn't want to end. And I hated that somebody had to lose that game. I know. That it. both they, teams played really great. They really played great. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. All right, Red Raider Club, be a part of that. And uh, it helps our student athletes. It's important. And uh, we encourage you, if you're a Red Raider, to, be, to join the Red Raider Club at some level. I would get whatever level you have to get to get the magazine because that magazine they do is absolutely phenomenal. And has great pictures in it. Also, if you want to look good, if you're a man out there and you want to look good, uh, you go to HG Thrash Clothier. And that's at 2010 Broadway Avenue. And it is the best of the best. Uh, uh, Peter Millard, uh, Johnny O, the big, lots of, uh, spring is here, y'all. At, if you want to see it, go down to HG Thrash. They got all the new colors in. Uh, beautiful uh, men's wear down there. And, you know, they don't sell suits like, you remember, Todd, when we grew up, everybody was wearing a suit all the time. Wear a suit to church all the time. Nobody wears suits to church. And he goes, we don't sell suits like we used to, but we sell sports coats. And they've got, but they have suits. And you can get one if you still need one. Do you wear a suit when you're coaching? No, I don't. That was one thing that came out of COVID that I I don't think I'm going back to is the casual coaching attire is pretty nice. It but is. When I was at Trinity, our guys, we all wore suits on game day. And yeah. we uh, HD set us up with uh, blazers. We would go down there oh, and get fitted. And each guy had his own blazer we'd wear on game days. Where That's you know, cool. Yeah, it, it was it was really nice. He was really good. How he did that? Yeah, that's really cool that he did that. I didn't even know that story. Yeah, it was really nice. We took a lot of pride in that, and that was kind yeah. of a tradition that we had for a long time. Yeah. It, uh, anyway, go see Howard and Jeremy, and uh, they're at 2010 Broadway Avenue, and they'd love to see you come in. And uh, if you need your car wash, go to Mighty Wash. They are the Texas Tech Car Wash, and they are the car wash in the, in the Permian Basin. Evidently, if you're in the Permian Basin, and I didn't know this, Todd, but if you drive around from Woolfield Patch to Old Pad or whatever, to, you got to go get your vehicle washed every time or something. I don't know. 
but it's not great for the car wash business. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> and Mighty Wash is everywhere down there, and uh, they'll love to take care of you as well. All right, Todd Duncan is here. He is the head basketball coach at Lubbock Christian University men's basketball program and has had great success. He's in. This is his 12th year. You know, and Gomez has been there 20. Right. These numbers just blow me away. I can't even imagine that y'all have been there that long. Do you, does it yeah, feel like just, it? No, no, not at all. It's I still feel somewhat new to LCU in a in a sense. Uh, but great people, great place. And, uh, you know, Coach Self, Coach Gomez, <laughs> two of the best. Oh. And uh, to go to work every day and, and uh, not only interact with them, but just watch from a distance. My daughter Ashton played for them. Yeah. Uh, for five years because of the, the extra COVID year, tremendous success. Um, but they're really uh, – they're what you see is what you get. Yeah. And uh, couldn't ask for a better uh, group of men. And Coach uh, Wilson, also Casey, and Coach Pacheco that help. Uh, just to have your daughter play for, for folks like that is – you can't ask for much more. They're, the success is one thing, but just the relationships and how they're treated and yeah. – um, I mean, yeah. national championships. Did, uh, that's a good part. I mean, really, yeah. that's the key. But the winning's good. Too. Yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> I mean there's they, a scoreboard. So uh, I mean, they win. Ashton won two. They would have won three the year that the season was canceled or yeah. the tournament because they were the number one seed. They were playing at a high level, and I just I believe they would have won another one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, two ain't bad either. No, two's pretty good. And then obviously we uh, transitioned from NAI to Division Two. And so Coach Gomez, you know, had a special team in NAI, and then was able to that yeah. first year go undefeated and win the national. Yeah, it's incredible to to be an observer for that, and uh, just how he does it. Um, you know, he's the guy. A lot of coaches come in and study for good reason, but you know, I can just look out the window, or you know, I'm stopping his office all the time. What do you do on this? What do you think about yeah. this? And you know, on the times we're together on road trips or traveling, it's you know, it's just a, it's a really, it's just a bonus for us as coaches and, and everyone to get to, to interact with someone like that. Well, and that's, that's so true what you just said, and I know it's true, and I know you do that. But the other part of that statement, if Steve Gomez was here right now, is he would say that he has that same chance and ability to get to visit with a coach like you and to pick your brain about stuff. And, to, you know, what would you do, Coach Duncan, in this? And that's, that's the kind of camaraderie and teamwork y'all have got going on at LCU. Yeah, and we we're you know we work together with the gyms, the camps, the the travel, uh, the class schedules. There's always something that we're we're having to collaborate on or work together with. And uh, you hear other coaches just talk about the relationships, and and it's uh, not anything near what we get to experience there. So um, just a credit to the leadership and and those guys at LCU to get to do that and. Um, yeah, because, I mean, coaching is a, you know, there it's a lonely existence sometimes. <laughs> really um, and, you you know, like you say, your your goal is to win the game and, and try to figure that out. And and uh, just to have other people who, who are close by you that are good people, good friends. Uh, when Coach was at, at Cooper, I would go, we would meet frequently in the summers. We'd, our teams would get together and play pickup. We'd yeah. always talk basketball. So um, it's a relationship that, that's gone on even before I was um, at LCU. So yeah. very, very grateful. Just a lot, you know, really basketball more than anything is about those relationships, I would say. Let's talk about your kids for a minute. Ashton, you've already mentioned that went in those national championships. What is she doing now? She's finishing up her master's, clinical mental health. She wants to help people. 
Not sure exactly what capacity that'll be, but yeah. the world needs <laughs> needs people like we her. We need help. <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's <laughs> she's uh she's uh built for that. Yeah, she's she's she's, she's exemplary. Yeah, she's got a beautiful um, spirit and and loves to help people. And then Ethan uh, was a, a tech injured last year. Uh, chose to go in the portal. So uh, Division One that just opened up March thirteenth. So it's oh. it's filling up rather quickly. Um, every day you check, I think it's up to fourteen hundred names in there now. Um, just Coach, since Monday, that's ridiculous. Well, it's you know I would just say like everyone's in there for a different reason. Yeah. You know, some are pursuing greener pastures. Some aren't happy where they are. Some you know the coach might have asked them to to yeah. go find another place. So you know I, I that's true. We kind of complain about it. I don't really know what the answer is. Um, so I'm careful not to to say too much just until we have a solution. But I do think that uh, you know. Back then, it was you. You just really researched and try to make a better decision because the yeah. the option of leaving really wasn't there. You're just kind of you come as a freshman. You kind of you know work hard and that's your way through. Yeah, you just develop and get better and and figure it out. But uh, I think you know I have a lot of you know thoughts on it. I think Division One has 13 scholarships. Only seven, eight guys are playing. Probably yeah. maybe nine. So there's four or five really good players not playing that want to play and probably think they should be. And so uh, the portal just gives opportunity for those kids to to go see if they can find a, a better place. But coaches are getting a shorter leash now. So I think, you know, uh, that ticker has a new coach getting fired every day. And I just think uh, it's so transitional and transactional that uh, – it's hard to, you know, who's going to be the leading scorer. If you got some of those records now, you may get to keep them forever. Cause <laughs> forever. Who's going to stick around that long? Yeah. To to see it out and and uh, with the money that's involved at the highest level, you know, it's a short leash for the coaches as well. And uh, you know, they're getting paid a lot of money, so I guess that's the one soft landing they have when it doesn't work out. Um, but a lot of pressure. Social media can be pretty toxic. They'll turn on you quickly if you're not having that success and. I've coached long enough now that when I see a Purdue lose or an Arizona or Virginia that's predicted to finish well, who's earned that right with a great regular season, get upset. You know, I don't think people realize how hard these coaches work and and how in basketball is the one game where, you know, fairly Dickinson's not going to beat Alabama in football probably. But (laughs) they can beat Purdue in in basketball. And one night, one opportunity, and that's what everybody loves about March. And then when it happens, we kind of – you know, blame the coach. We got to blame yeah. somebody instead of recognizing. You know, Fairly Dickinson had a Division two coach. He was Division two till last year. Yeah, and in one year has taken that team. You know, to the height of college basketball with a great win. So, basketball uh, of all the sports has a lot of parity in it. It does. Uh, and coach, I've been I've been amazed at how good these players are. I mean, I watch these teams play, and I go, How come they're not Tech? How come we didn't get that kid? Those little <laughs> guards. To me, the speed that they play with, they are critical to being successful in the NCAA tournament. And I've seen so many little good guards that uh, they're difference makers, and they're on these little teams. I mean, these teams that aren't the big-name teams. Yeah, and they uh, they can play. And, oh, they can play. And they're tough-minded. As Coach Dickey said, they're seasoned. They, they're not scared. They're yeah. embracing the moment. And that is their one opportunity to kind of be on the big stage and uh, they've got the ball in their hands with the shot clock. They're directing traffic. Obviously, Purdue's big man was dominant all season and really did well yesterday. Yeah. Um, 
But the guards were getting so many looks, and then the pressure just flipped. You know, sometimes when the ball's not going in, it just yeah, it, that target gets a little smaller and smaller. And uh, they couldn't score. They couldn't hit from outside. Yeah, if they were hitting, they win by twenty, and no one's thinking twice about it. Just yeah. thinking what happened should have happened. But uh, you know, it it didn't, and uh, you know, that's what makes it exciting, and that's what makes coaching a little bit of a a <laughs> crazy profession when you think about it. And like Coach Painter's going. I thought I could coach today. He's he's going. I, yeah, I could have done something, but you know, I was. They did. They did. Do, and, and as a coach, you can do some things. For instance, uh, Edie took. If this is right, he took one shot in the last twelve minutes of the ball game. They, after the game, they said that, and I was like, "How's that even possible?" He's seven four. Yeah. Sometimes it, you get caught up in the game. You get it Yeah. <laughs> and you know the other team watches tape too, and, I know. and that's why those guards I think were five of twenty-five or five of thirty from three. I mean, he was getting them looks. Yeah, he, he was. was getting Big Ten conference champion players looks. Yeah. So you know you kind of pick your poison. We can let Edie have fifty, or mm-hmm. we can try to pressure these guards into t- some tough shots and hope they miss. But and if we did. just line up and go toe to toe, we're probably not beating Purdue. Yeah. So we got to figure out a way to to do this. They speeded the game up. Yeah. They pressured and it really changed the game. Yeah. You give yourself a chance at the end, and anything can happen. We saw last night, Florida Atlantic beat Memphis, which that was an eight nine game. It, yeah. it seems like a, a I know it. You know, an upset based on the names, but really, you know, the tournament does a pretty good job seeding these teams. They do. It's been fun. I, I of course I just go crazy watching it and. You know, I, I, it's, there's too many games here in the first few days. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, you know, I stay up. Well, we talked about Ethan briefly. Uh, is there? He hasn't made a decision. There's been, you know, I, I wish so many times this year he was out there with Tech because we needed shooters and he can shoot it. And, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was not something that we saw coming, and we, you know, we spent a lot of time talking, praying, kind of just really evaluating what would be best and uh with his injury last year and he was able to get uh you know a red shirt this year so he's still going to have four years so hopefully one day he'll be one of those experienced season guards that's leading a team and uh he's just looking for a good fit I think more than anything that's what I'm able to help him on is just you know go where they're going to let you play like to your strengths yeah and not be something that you're not because you know you've worked too hard to to waste this coach Adams those guys were good to Ethan they um you know have reached out and 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 stayed in touch and they've got his back they've looked out for him so uh that's good to hear yeah it, it's you know it and it's I heard and coach it's, Adams uh, tried to get him to stay oh yeah they 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 really did um good. and that that was nice you know there's just a lot of young guards it's a, there's a lot going on with the NIL and <laughs> you know, a lot of pressure to win, and and I uh, and I get it too. And I think you know the patience of the player has to factor into that too. Sometimes it's just wait your turn, and it'll all work out. But uh, some good will happen for him. I I believe no, that. No doubt. No, is he, I know he's working out hard still. Yeah, no doubt. He loves. He still loves basketball, which is yeah. really most important. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.